pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left, a radio show about video games. My name is Steve Curran. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we have no Simon Byron this week. Oh, Simon. No, I mean he's not here. Oh, Simon! Oh, Simon. I was just trying to call him. So we miss him. Uh, he's busy. Uh, he'll be back soon though, won't he? Yeah, he's back next week. Next week. Uh, he thought that you were off next week. I'm beginning to wonder if it's something to do with you two. He was like, uh, so I'm off on the 8th. Steve. You're not there on the 15th, are you? Mm, I'm well, back. I definitely am there. Yeah. I definitely am there, because that's Nordic Week. It yeah, is. Our last show before Nordic Game. We'll talk a bit about that later in the show. What have we got coming up, Anne? Well, have I got news for you? Yes. Do you? Yes. It's lucky, because... Is, there's going to be the news. There have been occasions when you've not been here and we've not yeah. got the news. Uh, so we're going to have some news, some reviews. Have you played a game? I've played several games, Great. or at least two. Uh, so I've got something to chat about. It's two got... several? No, two I is seven several's... or more. Two is seven yeah. or more. One is one, a couple is two, a few is between three and six, and several is seven or more. You said two is seven or more. Oh, no, that I meant... That would be complex. That would be very complicated. Two is seven or more tonight on One Life Left. We have local news coming up later on the show. It's good to have Sega Badawi back. Uh, we have a load of good chiptune music as well. Have you had a good week, Anne? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. You had to think about it, yeah, though. Yeah, I did. Uh, we had that bank holiday. That's why I, I, I had to think back two weeks, because I was thinking about the last time we talked. Yeah, I ha- I've had a great week. I went down... Uh, Went down to Whitstable on Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, that's where I'm getting married. Right, no had big deal. To, had to sort some stuff out. Check check. the coast was clear. The coast was clear. Very good. Thanks. Uh, and then drank really loads of wine. Okay. Uh, it was great. It was good. great. How's your week been? 
Uh, it, it's been very stressful because on Saturday I presented my new talk for the first time this year and do a talk every year in this year's. It's called Undocumented and I did a reading at Game Camp, which we'll also talk about later on the show. Uh, and it was very, very stressful getting that done. And then I got it done. And now I'm in that kind of post-project lull where you're like, oh, you know when you've got a big thing and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do so much. I'm going to be so productive after it. I'm going to do no. all the things I love. Uh, and then you finish it and you're a bit like, uh, Go have a nap. Sure. Yeah, have a nap. Anyway, we've also, uh, hopefully, we're going to have a guest. We don't have an SSG in the studio but we might have a Skype SSG if I can do the magic that Simon usually does. Well, let's see. But before then, it is four Wait, minutes past the hour. It's only three. See. It's only three. Give it. It's whatever Anne me, says it's going to be. Uh, it's time for the news. On Monday, the 8th of May, I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Chet Falizek has left Valve. Falizek was at the company for 12 years and worked on the Portal, Half Life, and Left 4 Dead games. He was also key in pushing forward Valve's move into VR with the HTC Vive. On his reasons for leaving, he said, I worked there 12 years, shipped a bunch of great games and some amazing hardware, and wanted to change things up. There's no news on what's next, etc. I will let you know when that happens. So long, Chet, and thanks for all the video games. So this is actually super big news. Chet is the face of Vive. Anyone who's been to a video game conference will know that. And Vive, uh, if you don't know, is Valve's VR platform. I've got a joke. Okay. Does it need any kind of build-up? Does it need my participation? No. Okay. Without Chet, is it going to survive? <laughs> it, I mean, why didn't you use that in the piece? I just thought of it. Okay, that's very so, good. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, so it's big, big news that he's leaving. Now, obviously, he hasn't stated why he's leaving. Uh, and he'll be very much missed, I'm sure, by Valve and everyone who's seen his face at all the conferences all around the world. Uh, he hasn't said what's next either. What do you suspect going on, Anne? Do you have any thoughts? Well, there's been um, several other uh, big names at Valve leaving in the last couple of years. Um Maybe he just got bored not having his mates around. <laughs> it's possible. Or or maybe he's just, you know, you say he's been at all of the big games uh, conferences, just a bit bored of travelling. He's maybe probably we'll... seen them all. Seen them all. I mean, he is literally, he's been, I think, at every conference I've been at for the last couple of years. Uh, so he's been a busy guy. Obviously, it's been peak Vive time as well. Mm. But, I, you know, it seems probably, if you're going to leave, now may be the right time to leave because Vive has hit, he's done everything brilliantly, uh, you know, the, the, the hardware has essentially changed the landscape of, of video gaming, at least on, you know, uh, in some terms. And like you say, a lot of interesting people have let Vi- left Vive recently. I know yeah. a lot of writers have left Vive mm. recently. Uh, he's a very, very funny guy as well. So maybe there's something on the horizon for them. I hope so. I really do, because, um, you know, the game space will miss their creativity if they don't sort of come back. But it is good for people to move on, create space for uh, new people thinking of, uh, you know, thinking in different ways, thinking of different things. And, you know, once you've hit it that big, because that's, that's a pretty big it's place. It's a big job and it's big a big, job. Uh, big, big role to fill as well. What do you think it means for VR generally? Uh, it's definitely not over. <laughs> I definitely don't think this is the end. No, I think um, 
I think possibly his moving on is he's he's done what he wants to do with it mm-hmm. and there are you know there are a lot of exciting things that people can do I think VR is just going to keep well it's it's interesting it's got it, it a, is interesting it is interesting it's got a lot of different ways that it could go uh-huh I think it's going to go in lots of them which way up left down down no that's not good <laughs> no it can be because if okay. you think about what's been like so if you think about it steve we've explored more of space than we have of the of the ocean floors <laughs> that, that is definitely not true i mean Wait, what is it i heard something the other day we've explored more of the moon <laughs> no. more of have we been up into space more times than we've been in the sea we've seen more of the sky because you can see the sky really easily. Really easily. Just go look, guys, just go to a window. Yeah. But we haven't yet seen everything that inside the, a VR headset. I think that's the, that's the future. Down. Good, good boy, Anne. Feminist Frequency has published the last in its Tropes versus Women in Video Games series. The web series took a critical feminist analysis of how women are represented in video games. Spoilers, it wasn't always a glowing review. But don't worry, this isn't the end for Feminist Frequency. Work has started on The Freak Show, a series looking at media representations and popular culture alongside current events. There will be four episodes out between now and June because Feminist Frequency arrives frequently. Good. Um, yeah, work hasn't just started. It's out, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's out. It's out now. Oh, it started and then and continued. And then continued. And now it <laughs> is, is, it, I mean, it is out. Have you watched it? No, I haven't yet. Okay, saving it for... Yeah, saving it. I'm going to get all four together, do a marathon run. All right, I see. Yeah. Good. No, I haven't seen it either, but I saw that it was out. Um, feminist Frequency has been a big deal in video games over the last... How long has it been? Four years? Five years? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, something, uh, and you know, uh, uh, tropes, big, big deal as well. People got very, very cross about it, but it, I think you you cannot deny that by being a thing that people have talked about, got angry about, watched and discussed, uh, it has changed video gaming. It's changed what people talk about. Um, definitely conferences, for example, are much, much more wary about whole, having, you know, uh, vastly uh, lineups tilted in favour of men. Uh, people, including me, refuse to sit on uh, all male panels at video game conferences. It has brought an issue to the fore, and it's done really, really well in doing that. And I think it's good as well that it's moved on. Now, the difference with what is the difference between uh, the new show and tropes? Uh, it looks like it's uh, taking a wider mm-hmm. look, not just at video games and also not just at women. Right. Okay. So it's it's taking on uh, yeah uh, a, a I was going to say holistic and then I realised I didn't know what holistic means <laughs> a holistic view I don't know uh, but it's a great thing um, where can we find more information uh, so feminist frequency has a website which is feministfrequency.com <laughs> or <laughs> we'll just put it into Google just put it into Google I did it um, do you know what I, uh, I found out. What? 2011. Oh, well done. Yeah. Thanks, Anne. A 20-year-old has been jailed for creating hacking software that was used to hack Microsoft and Sony. Adam Mudd created and sold Titanium Stressor when he was 16, making £386,000 in sales. One of the most notable games disrupted by Mudd's hacking was RuneScape, which had uh, 25,000 attacks. It cost the company £6 million to increase its security with an estimated revenue loss of £184,000. His work was accountable for 1.4 million hacks, and he was found guilty of carrying out 
594 distribution distributed denial of service attacks against 181 IP addresses. Lot of numbers. So many. Loads of numbers. Which that is your coding? F- which is it? Is I it? I don't think it is. I, I think, think that's is listing it? numbers. Oh. <laughs> which is your favourite number in there? Uh, it is the most interesting number. Which is the most interesting? The most number? interesting. Maybe just f- 594. Because you feel like you could get to know each and every one of them. But what is that associated with? Oh, that's just his distributed denial of service attacks. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, dude made some software. Software was bought by people to... What what did the software do exactly? Uh, So, it was the software that was enabled hacking. Okay. Do we know what type of hacking? I mean, not the good type. No, all of those ones that I listed. Right. There. I know, but... So, it broke into uh, IP addresses... This is good. With a key. <laughs> uh, okay, so did it? Uh, it sounds like with uh, with RuneScape, maybe it took down the servers or yes. something like that. Yes, yes. confidently. Yes. yes, let's say that. And it cost them six million pounds. Okay, so uh, but it wasn't one of those attacks where credit card details were stolen. Yes, uh, yes, and uh, one one number that I didn't get to because turns out that was really long to say. Okay, uh, that he was sentenced for two years in prison. Okay. Um, which is quite a long time. Um, and the judge said, do you know what? I'm going to be harsh on you because mm. I want to deter anyone else from doing the thing that you did. Which, Fair enough. you know, was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I would have thought <laughs> that also the people who, uh, you know, should be in trouble mm. are the people who actually carried out the attacks. Is that, have there been any prosecutions? Not that I read in the story. The article that, <laughs> that was about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So what the judge was saying that he he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that he was creating something that was very very destructive. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. Um, and he was punishing that. So I guess you know it's a pretty big thing to then find everyone that bought it. Can you you can't prosecute someone just because they brought some. Mm-hmm some you know something that could potentially do harm yeah you definitely can no you don't i mean if they if they then use it oh yeah but if they use it but you can't you can't just get the list of people that have bought it and then just go like done can Can you you? i don't know can you do good no because you can do good hacking right so So, and some people do that so maybe i was just buying this big bomb to do good bomb work you don't go to a shop and buy a bomb you go to a shop and buy a knife I don't. And maybe with that knife you're going to cook, you're going to cut some, some carrots. Maybe. Or maybe you're going to do something terrible with it. I know what you're going to do. Carrots. Carrots. Have the has there been any statement from the uh the guy who's who's gone down for 2 years? Uh no, he was described as looking emotionless in court. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um and there's a bit of backstory to this. So he um uh, he had been bullied at school. Oh. Uh, he was trying to find um, some, basically, make friends with people, make people like him. Make friends and 300,000 quid. Well, apparently, so one of the things that the judge said was, you're not motivated by money at all, which makes this more scary. Ooh. So apparently, if we're motivated by money, we'll probably be all right. The Nintendo Switch has done pretty well in its first month, selling over 2.74 million consoles. Alongside that, 2.76 million uh, copies of Zelda Breath of the Wild have been sold, which all the mathematicians out there will be able to tell is more copies of Zelda than consoles. Maybe some people took the licking cartridges thing too far. Nintendo expects that around 10 million more Switches and 35 million Switch games will be sold in the next 12 months. Looks like it won't just be Mario grabbing all the gold coins. 
That is really weird, isn't it? The the Zelda More, thing. Yeah. Why do we think that is? I mean, someone must have offered an opinion. Yeah. So uh, perhaps people uh, bought the console with mm-hmm. the game. Yep. But they wanted to buy the game first before the console arrived, and so then they had two copies. Right. Why or, would they? Because they wanted to keep the uh, keep the original one to sell. Was it was it like a, a special edition? The one that you got with the... Mine wasn't. Yeah, but could you have got a special edition I one? don't know. Possibly. I think that... Uh, I mean, it's hard, that's 200,000, if my maths is right. Or, or is it 20,000? It's 20,000, 20, isn't it? 20,000. 20, I wonder whether that could be accounted for by people losing the thing and having to buy another one, people damaging it by eating it or whatever. So Maybe w- some people, like me, who've gone... Who've, who've thought, oh, maybe I should buy it online just so it's always on my system after getting the hardware as well. And possibly as well, some people... I imagine there's a number of people who've thought, this is going to sell, sell out, I'll buy a couple of copies and flog one on eBay. Possibly. Yeah, that's... So... Other auction yeah, there sites is a, are available. There is a limited edition. Right. There are, so it's possible that people have bought uh, bought those to sell them on. Possibly. Don't know. But anyway. I good, did... What? I did want to uh, make a... No, sh- uh, I just, yeah, can I do uh, it? I, I did want to make a joke about, Uh, or maybe it's because people have been taking, you know, take the Switch on the go. And people have been taking their games out and they've been just dropping them or losing them. And Mm. then I was like, does that mean that for every single handheld console, there are more games sold than there are consoles? Because people people are going to be more likely to lose them. Well, generally there are more games sold than there are consoles because otherwise you've got a console without a game. Well, no, no, I mean... But more, more like, of an individual copy. Yeah. I think it's very, very, very rare that you have a game that has a one-to-one ratio, that yeah. everyone has that game. If, the, if that has happened in the past, it's because the game has been bundled with the software. So Wii Sports, for example, or was Wii Sports... Sure. Wait a second. Let's say yes. Uh, Mario 64 was bundled yeah. with the N64 for uh, at least the, you know, the, the original package. I'm now wondering whether that's true as well. Anyway, basically, um, it's very, very hard. You know, mostly there's loads of games out and people split their attentions between mm. them. So Zelda's obviously done phenomenally well. And it sounds like the Switch has too. Yeah. Has it? You were quite muted when you said, uh, the way you introduced that, it said it's done quite well. It's done was okay. I? What was your first it's line in the news? Pretty well. Pretty well, yeah. But you know, that's because I just, I like to play it cool. Okay, you like to play it cool. <laughs> you don't have one yet, do you? No. How are you feeling about that? I mean, whenever I see one, I want one, yeah. and then it goes away. <laughs> Does that happen? That happens with me with food quite a lot. <laughs> like if I'm with pizza specifically. Yeah. Like I live near a Domino's. Often oh. I see people walking out with a Domino's, and I think, I really want that. <sighs> Yesterday, there was a woman just stood outside the Domino's, just eating it there. Like she'd flipped open her personal wow, pizza and she was well just, done. other pizza places are available. Obviously, you're going to one later. Yeah. But whenever I see a pizza, I really want it. When I go home, that feeling goes away. Do you think that's what people have been doing with Zelda? They've been like, <sighs> oh, I really want to play this game. And then, and then eating dro- it. And eat it and then don't want to play it anymore. And finally, vows are very important when it comes to avoiding costly court cases, it would seem. In a David and Goliath trademark case, Bethesda lawyers came after indie studio No Matter Studios after they named their game Prey, P-R-E-P, 
P-R-E-Y for the gods because Bethesda has a trademark on its game named Prey, also P-R-E-Y. No Matter Studios' team of three considered spending some of its kickstarted funds on a court case but instead decided to change the name of its game and here's the big reveal. It's now called Prey, P-R-A-E-Y for the gods. So no court case. Right, so I would say, you know, one of my main pieces of video game advice when you come to name it is name it something that's pronounceable and while you know that might be a uh, you know slightly comical way of getting around the pray for the gods thing or you know sneaky a i'm not sure that that is entirely legally defensible like it seems it seems like some lawyers might have a problem with that because it's pretty similar to pray still Mm -hmm. secondly pronunciation is just going to be a pain for everyone who goes to say that do you think everyone's going to go well it's also going to be very very hard for to Google. What are you playing, Anne? I'm playing Pray for the Gods. Go and put it into Google. What? It's not coming up. Oh. I mean, Google probably will work it out for yeah. you because it does these days tend to assume you're searching for the thing you're searching for. Well, apparently they uh, they said that that was one of their initial names for the game. But then presumably when right. they went through that, I mean, why would you call it that? Yeah. Like, why would you spell it like, let's just spell it like normal uh, and landed them in a bit of trouble. Have you played Prey? No. Do you know anything about it? It's everywhere. It is everywhere it's at the moment, everywhere. isn't it? It's it's the game uh, that we're all supposed to be playing, but we're not. I bet Simon, I bet knows Simon more is, about it. Is it on Xbox? Uh, I don't know. Is it? Is, is it on? A, if it's Google on it. A, Google the right one though. P R E Y Xbox. There was another game called Prey back in the day. What was that game that had a uh, blue oyster cult on the soundtrack? Fear the Reaper. Pray. Fear the Reaper. No, I'm I'm writing Dear Theodosia. I- I'll sort this out, sort this out. after we'll the put news. Some music on. Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. <laughs>
are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are the greatest video game radio show in the world, at least as far as we're aware. We're certainly the longest running. That's that is for true. sure. We've been Eleven. going 11 years. Did uh, you see that letter we had? We'll read it out later on the show in reference to that. It's quite exciting. Uh, We have got a super special guest on Skype. We're going to go to him in a second. Do you have any more news? Yeah. So I just Googled Prey Xbox Mm. and the first two results are Prey brackets 2006 video game right and then pray 2017 video game and also guys come on if you're getting on like little studios for you know having a bit of the same name get on your google search returns well i think i'm not certain who who made the two other the the other video game uh published by 2k yeah interesting yeah so that that confused me about prey when i'd heard a lot about it recently i was like I'm sure I played that. Yeah. Quite recently. Oh, it turns out to be 11 years ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, that's quite time. recently is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, um, yeah, apparently, uh, apparently that's a thing. And obviously I can only think about the Take That song. You are listening to One Life Left still. That's well a done. decision you made. Well done. It's on you. Well done. Uh, and this is a song from chipmusic.org. It's by Amplifier and it's called Past Physical. I think it's no. I think it's called post physical. <laughs> My handwriting has not improved over the last ten years either. Right, uh, let's do some video game stuff. Let's talk to our super special guest this week. It's Lucas. Lucas, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can. Um, <gasps> hi, Anne. Hi, Steve. Hi. hi. You're a last minute addition to One Life Left, weren't you, Lucas? I was. Uh, yeah, Twitter. I saw your message and yeah, jumped straight on. I mean, it's so, very, uh, yeah. very, very kind of you to call it a message. It was, in many ways, a cry for help. And you answered that cry. You are literally helping us. Thank you so much for coming on the show. That's no problem. Yeah, no, great to be here. So uh, normally, you know, our guests sorted out by Simon, sorted out in a very, very rigorous professional yeah. way. You'd have got a little, uh, you know, little sheet explaining what One Life Left is, how we're going to interview, the sort of questions we would ask. You know, it'd tell you how to get to the studio, although you don't need that because you're on Skype. Uh, tell you the sort of rules of the show, no swearing, no banging the desk, that, all that kind of thing. We're going to have to wing it a little bit, Lucas. Yeah, no problem. That's okay. Do you listen to the show? Uh, occasionally, but I, right. I sort of listen to yeah. quite a lot of others. So um, right, so, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, hard to squeeze us in. Yeah. And are we your favourites? Uh, um, yes, definitely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, good. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Can you tell us what it is you do? Um, I'm basically a freelance games developer, um, Unity developer specifically. But um, yeah, so I do uh, games, VR experiences, um, yeah, and just help out in any way I can with different projects um, right okay so you work yeah. on other people's projects mostly uh well, can you talk about any of those um yeah like i work on a variety of things depending on how well what i want to do really actually okay. which is quite nice that at the moment but nice. um yeah so um at the moment i'm like after doing three four years of like vr development i'm now doing like a simple 2d mobile game for a uh, like fellow person in my office which is quite a weird thing going okay. from cutting edge you know inverted commas stuff to yeah, a little little platformer what, mobile game. What was the uh, what was the VR project you've been working on? Uh, I've worked on a bunch of things. Um, the biggest sort of games related thing was a uh, mobile VR experience for Adventure Time, the TV series. Oh, um, that's it's really great. cool. Yeah, I just yeah, watched Anne's really face cool. literally light up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, light. It was a good. 
a Google Cardboard project. So um, yeah, we made a um, sort of compilation mini game thing of like yeah VR of like a story. It was really really cool um, to sort of work on, and yeah, especially the IP. It was a uh, yeah, and I became a massive fan of the show for it. So that was fun. I've never seen the show, Anne. It's adorable, Steve. You would, would love it. Would it work in VR? Hundred percent. Lucas, did it work in VR? It did. Yeah. Perfect. Was, yeah, and with low um, like you know resources of the uh, you know cardboard ecosystem and mobile generally, it really really suits it with it all being so cartoony. So uh, we didn't have to worry about it looking you know visually high fidelity right, or yeah. anything it's great it was great so it's a really good match in the end so you've had your you've had your fun in vr and now you've gone back to uh to making things simple you've gone back to 2d gaming on mobile so you're making a game with someone right now is that right yeah so, that, so that, that's just a client project but my um other project is a 2d desktop game um yeah called corrupt cup contest which um is my sort of passion project when i have time but um yeah corrupt cup cup contest yes i mean that's one to say in the morning isn't it, it? really feels like a high-risk title title <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay um, well here we are um okay tell us a little bit about corrupt cup, cup contest. contest i was really pleased in the name with the alliteration but i might have to rethink it but anyway no, um don't keep, no, it's keep good. it there. Um, it's good it's it's a tongue-in-cheek strategy game basically inspired by the corruption scandals at uh, FIFA and the IAAF and a few others um, where, you know, the news stories of the you know corrupt delegates getting bribes and things. So you play as a delegate for a fictional organisation called GAFS. Okay. And you have... Does you have GAFS to try and stand win. for something? Yeah, the Global Association for Sports. Of course it does. does. Very good. And you have to try and win the uh, Premier International Sports Tournament for your country. Right. So it's a on- online multiplayer game. Um, so ideally, you'll have like group groups of friends play it, and so you have to try and accrue favour um, from like voting countries, and you're playing as bidding countries. And basically, it's like a resource management game tied into like a social sort of yeah, with massive social dynamics. So. Um, all things go so you can play as corrupt as you like or you can play as you know nicely and honest as you like but you have to um like balance like heat so you sort of if you start like directly bribing a sort of the the head of the russian federation say um like the media can catch you if your uh. heat goes too high and so you have to sort of balance between spending your money and doing the honest actions which cost lots more money versus um yeah but you instead decide to spend less but then you have to more carefully manage your heat and so um yeah it's basically i I really want the game to end up being a thing where you yeah where players sort of talk to each other um accrue little like alliances but they're not official so you could be misinformed someone could tell you to go and spend your money on this country because they're busy getting this other one, but then turns out they're trying to get that one too. Got you. Um, so they can lie. A lot of the game takes place outside of the game. Yes. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, and it's going to be like quite a long, like maybe two and a half minute, three minute rounds. So you have to play like five or six rounds to win the most tournaments. Essentially, the winner is the person who wins the most tournaments. Right, okay. Um, How long does it take to play a game? Well, so I'm still deciding that finally, but mm-hmm. I reckon about somewhere between 15 and 25 minutes. Right, so, fantastic. A short game. It's not persistent in any way. It's not like Rocket League or anything, or you don't keep 
uh-huh. um, like anything from one to another. But yeah, so yeah, really a game. Hopefully, you can play with friends where yeah, you can just sort of yeah, just do sort of slightly mean things to each other where yeah. You'll have a laugh, basically. Um, you say that you've mentioned a couple of times that you think it's a game that you'd like friends to play, but it also sounds like you might want to break some friendships through the game. It does. sounds like the kind of thing that could maybe, you know, cause some ruptures. Maybe there's some oh, like... absolutely. Do you want that? <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll, I think. And hopefully drama is a temporary, uh, shall we say... Um, like hole in someone's friendship i don't want to completely break people apart but yeah i i want that thing of uh yeah somebody really trusting someone and then finding out two-thirds of the way through the entire game or something that yeah they've been lied to and then you know then they have to react to how to, to that information betrayal. change and the betrayal. what they do about it call yeah it, call it what it is lucas betrayal yes yeah, yeah. What, what, massive betrayal did you have any any sort of uh, gameplay inspirations when you were designing this um not specifically i mean i took quite a lot of inspiration from civ um in terms of just like the ui design and things like that i've taken quite a lot of inspiration from rocket league in terms of that feeling of playing an online game especially in a team or whatever else or that feeling of sort of belonging or yeah really interacting or feeling important part of something um but no i it's more to us the 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 news stories and things that inspired the game in my head rather than like me specifically going after that goal. In some ways, those those slots fell quite nicely afterwards. Sounds uh, sounds like a board game to me. It sounds like you could make yes. a good board game version I've, of this. I've actually prototyped a sort of icebreaker game where you essentially do the same, but just directly with each other. So um, I, I tested that and it worked quite well. And it's something I'm still looking to do at some point as yet, basically make a... Um, yeah, make make it like a sort of yeah a board game or maybe something almost like a more corporate like esque you know ret- retreat thing where ah, yeah I see <laughs> yeah get teach. coworkers to lie to each other that's a great yeah, idea like this fantastic but um yeah um and it worked really well actually um so I just need to one day get back on that but yeah um definitely something in my head so um when's when when's it going to be done well I'm hoping. <laughs> It was meant to be done, uh, like the end of last year. But yeah, you know, time. I had a full-time job then, so um, just finding time to do it. But I think you know, this summer I'm hoping to really get proper time on it. I've sort of got to the point now where it's functional and works in terms of like the actual code base and things. But as a single indie dev, it's a little bit of a tr- tricky thing testing a multiplayer game. Yeah, where um, yeah, so I've sort of got to think about. But I work in a shared office space so hopefully i'm just gonna bother with my sort of fellow sort of office buddies and sort of be like yeah do you want to try it out can um, you um can you just get a few different phones set them up around the table and then run from one to another just play well, yourself it, yeah it'll be something like that i'm sure <laughs> for quite a lot of it my laptop and my uh, my pc maybe and uh we'll see how that goes but yeah and um yeah but other than that um it's not far off I, I, well, I keep telling myself that. I'm sure I'll find, <laughs> find bits are wrong. but Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show and, and best of luck That's with right. it. Where can our uh, listeners find out more about Corrupt um, Cup Contest? contest. <laughs> um, you can find out more about Corrupt Cup Contest on CorruptCupContest.com and you can find out more about me on Lucas, LucasRoper.com. That's Lucas with a K. Brilliant. Okay, thanks Everyone's. so much for coming on the show, Lucas. And uh, That's right. 
we'll look forward to playing a game and betraying each other. Yes. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that'll be a great one life left thing to play live. <laughs> All right, speak to you soon. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Tourists to the local area are voicing their displeasure after a festival has failed to meet with expectations. Apparently, millennials were led to believe that the Firewatch Festival was going to be a non-stop party with all the hip cool influencers attending. Unfortunately, the Firewatch Festival just involved hanging around a disused campsite with no gourmet food as advertised. One of the festival goers we spoke to said, We couldn't even see the bands that were meant to be playing. All we could do was listen to them through the CB radio, and most of the time there was someone on the other end telling us to put fires out. It was so unfair. The main organiser for the event, Parappa Jar Rapper, has said he is upset that the festival didn't go as planned. Next year, he will improve the event by getting even more Instagram models to advertise it. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Thank you so much for all of your letters this week. Uh, we actually ended up with loads of them after a slightly panicked message Let's at about a, five. An, an extended letters section, because with no Simon, just you and me. We've got time. It's good to bring other people into the studio. We have time. All right, John Maxwell writes, Dear team, with news coming out of the 2D SXL, it made me wonder what my favourite handheld is. I remember being obsessed with the PSP as much for being able to play 8-bit and 16-bit emulators as it was for official licensed games. The Game Boy Micro meant I could discreetly take Advance Wars wherever I wanted, Portable Spelunky sold the Vita to me, while OutRun 3D made the 3DS a must-buy, if not a must-keep in the long term for me. More recently, I've been seriously tempted by the iterations of the GPD Win, which is a handheld mini PC games console with dual-stick controls, a mini QWERTY keyboard, and the ability to run Steam. I doubt it runs Blockbuster titles well if at all but it appears to be good enough to run good enough to run countless indie titles the concept has a lot of potential ultimately i didn't trust the quality and compatibility of the hardware pc gaming is a hassle at the best of times and in a post iphone world i just want things to work i use the cash to get cash to get a nintendo switch and hope that gets the indie developer support that its potential hints at would you some would you consider a handheld steam machine if it somehow just worked thanks john what do you think, Anne? Do you want a handheld steam machine? Mm, I mean, if someone gave one to me. I think the thing uh, so the thing I have with handhelds is my phone is my favourite one. Right. Because it's always in my pocket. And, I, and it's always there for other... It's always in there because I need it. Uh, which means that it is my favourite handheld and I don't, like, have another one. Mm, so I, I completely agree with, with John's opening statement about all of the machines he used to buy and the games he used to buy them. I loved Spelunky on the Vita um, and I loved Advance Wars on the Game Boy Micro and those were games that fit the systems perfectly. I love my Steam account and playing a lot of video games on that. I do it all the time at home. 
I'm not sure how many of those translate to portable, and indeed, the thing I'm enjoying most about the Switch is that it's different. When you pick it up, it feels like you're locked into a different video game ecosystem, and the games on there, which I've, you know, I've not 100% loved, have at least felt like they're not things that I would play on a PC. And I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying the way they fit the system as well. So, for me. I can understand the appeal of a PC gaming system if you've got a big Steam library and there's things that you want to play, but for me, uh, I, I agree, I wouldn't trust the compatibility at the moment. If it somehow just worked, I think I'm still out. Keep my PC gaming for my PC and my handheld gaming on the Switch. Do you think that um, with the Switch, people are like thinking about how people are going to be playing games and where people are going to be playing games, developing games for the Switch? Do you think... Do you think that's having any impact on how people are developing them? When you develop for a platform like the Switch, you definitely think about what it is, especially because you know Nintendo will support you more if you build in features that are just available on the Switch. That happens with every single hardware platform. That said, um, a lot of the titles that are appearing right now are straight ports from uh, Mm. one system with probably very, very simple things added to them just because people have those games and Nintendo are thirsty for uh, new content. So, you know, it's a mixture. Okay. Next letter. Hello, team with or without an SSG. Hope you're well. I saw on Twitter you were starved of questions, apparently, so I thought I'd send something off that's been on my mind recently. Thank you. Uh, I'm after a little bit of advice. My eldest daughter is nearly five and has a growing interest in video games. Mostly, she's played the various excellent Lego games Traveller's Tales have put out and has even enjoyed a bit of Minecraft. Interestingly enough, and pleasingly to me as a very old man who remembers things the first time round, she took an interest in Banjo-Kazooie and its recent and rather good 7 out of 10 spiritual successor Yokulele. Ukulele. Uh, ukulele. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Initially it didn't look like that, but now I get it. Uh, but one thing she struggles with is the 3D camera. Put simply, she doesn't yet either have the dexterity or finger length required to move two sticks at the same time as well as pressing various buttons and triggers. So, and apologies, this is turning into a really long email. Uh, can you recommend any games suitable for a child on PC or Xbox that are very simple, get going very quickly, but that don't have complicated 3D graphics, especially as she finds 2D platformers such as Rayman a bit too hard? Anyway, your help in this matter would be kindly appreciated. And in the meantime, I'll keep buying her Lego Dimensions set. Keep up the good work, etc, etc. Interesting. I can't think of anything off that. No, do you know who'd be great at this? Simon would yeah, be Simon. really, really good PC at this. PC or me. Xbox. PC or Xbox. This is... Yeah. And children. Hmm. I'm going to keep thinking about this what sort of what i might advise is you look at older titles mm. if it's really really pleasing you you know as a very old man capital letters who remembers things the first time round i think you could you know buy some of the uh, for example sega uh, reboots of sonic the hedgehog which are available on pc on steam mm-hmm. um, and see what she thinks of those or even look at like emulation old arcade games via mame uh, you know Give us some culture. That's what I'd do. A history lesson. Yeah, history lesson. All right. Uh, this is from Mike. Hey, team. Just wanted to say that I listened to you 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Imagine. We were just children. But then I had a few job changes. Could no longer listen to podcasts. But I'm back as a listener. So glad you haven't changed the music. I still get so pumped when Anne is about to read yes, the news. Me too. P.S. Sorry if this has already been answered a long time ago, but whatever happened to Robert Howells? I do love Simon, but I miss Robert. Oh. 
don't know. Well, can't even say what's happened to Simon at the so, minute. <laughs> so, Mike, if you're if you're thinking about another change of job, yeah. uh, just drop us your resume and uh, you could be in the studio with us very, very soon. It's good to have you back, though. Yeah. Welcome back to all our returning listeners today. <laughs> I like to think that once every 10 years, people like to check in just to make sure, make sure we're still alive. See you in another decade. Yeah. Uh, we've got one more letter, yeah. haven't we? T- dear team and SSG, I'm writing to you today from a brand new laptop. Huzzah! Congratulations, which Chris. hoping will be my gateway to a whole new world of computing wonder. I'm intending to try my hand at coding and see how things go with that. But in my downtime, well... I've had a barely functioning PC since about 2014. Are there any must-plays that I might have missed out on? I do have a PS4, so if it's good, then I've probably played it on that if it's available. Also, of course, I've played Chime and Chime Shop. Thank you. How could you even doubt it? Love and kisses, Chris. Oh, there's so many games that uh, that I would recommend. I've been playing a lot of Steam games recently. The thing that makes that difficult is because you've got a PS4, so you may have played games like uh, Road Not Taken. You may have played No Man's Sky, which I heartily recommend as well. Um, I have recently been playing... What have we been playing recently? Oh, I'm going to talk about those in the, that in the review section. Oh, oh. Oh, that's Chris, probably not Chris, one I'd recommend. Listen to the review sh- section. Oh, don't. Oh, no, no, don't, no, don't, don't necessarily. Uh, is there anything you'd recommend? Uh, on PC? You don't really play games on PC, do you? No. No, and do you know what? I tried to the other day, got a humble bundle, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm really excited to play that one. I'll put it in. Uh, and my computer doesn't have the required... Uh, thingy N++ is also on PS4 The Witness is also on PS4 that was Uh, what I was trying to do the glitchy wit uh, the uh, what's that glitch game that I liked Uh, small radios big televisions I really really liked Uh, Omnibus I really really like as well although it's very very stupid um, I feel like we should curate a Steam list. Maybe we should. One Life Left recommended game Steam list. Okay. We could become curators and as important as pubes. I don't know if he curates. Nah. A lot of bad YouTubers who we don't like who curate. So we're going to do some So geek. let's take uh, over yeah, Steam. Do yeah. that better. All right. Thank you all for uh, writing to us. Super kind of you. Uh, if you want to write more, team at onelifeleft.com. Till then. Oh no, the CD's given out. <laughs> we knew it was coming. It was making yeah. weird noises. All right, a uh, like bit of music.
This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world, if not the greatest video game radio show in the world, certainly the oldest. Uh, Broadcasting on Resonance 104.4 FM across London. We're a podcast as well, if you can't get us outside of London. Uh, Maybe consider moving here. Uh, (laughs) Or waiting. Don't. Oh, we do. 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 But be aware it's... It's not... It's not... It's not it's perfect. Gra- like it's great. It's great. It's, it's great. great. It's my favourite city, but it's not perfect. So don't don't move here with dreams or aspirations or anything that you don't mind having crushed. But come join us. London is open. London <laughs> is open. Okay. Uh, what was that? That was uh, Mutero. Uh, uh, BGM and I can read my handwriting there so that's good it's good, from chipmusic.org where all of our music is taken from we're off to Nordic in a week and a half which is super exciting yeah we are I'm going to be talking there uh, when are you doing talk. it? Document, undocumented it's on Thursday afternoon it's at 2pm uh, oh, what do you mean? I land at 12.40 you're going to rush in you're not allowed to come. if it's started you can't I'm gonna, burst I'm gonna in halfway through in. no no chance. I'll see you. None of that. Um, I was explaining that last year, uh, last year I did double tap my 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 talk about gun violence. It went really well. I got a round of applause afterwards, you know. And the round of applause was going on. I was sort of like lapping it up like you do, or uh, considering, you know, how to end this. And then a man stormed up on stage <laughs> and went, "You're running over." Uh, and that was how I ended it. This year. Um, there's no, there's literally an hour gap after me just in case that Brilliant. happens again, uh, which uh, which I like to think is is you know uh, Jakob, the organizer of the conference, yeah. saying you can't follow Steve, you no, just can't follow him. Can't. But it is actually him going, no, you can't follow him because <laughs> he he'll still over. be talking. Um, hey, Steve. So that's exciting. Steve. And then we're doing karaoke in the evening. Yeah, but Steve, Boom. Steve, it yeah. might be nice if I come in halfway through your talk. It will be better than when other people leave. Hey, hello. It's good. Uh, yeah, Mario in the evening. It's always one yes. of our best gigs every year. So really, really, really looking forward to that. So see you there. See you at the front yelling. Yeah. We'll be yelling at you. That's how it works <laughs> these days. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, what else? Oh, Game Camp. Oh, yeah. Game Camp was last Saturday. It was really, really good. Thanks to everyone there. Thanks to all of the organisers. And thanks to everyone who came to that. It's one of the best video game events. If you didn't go, make sure you uh, look out for Game Camp next year. What uh, is it? It's a conference, but it's a conference without a plan. So you come along and anyone can talk about anything. So you just write what you're going to talk about on a piece of card, stick it on a wall, um, and there are seven rooms, and then you know it becomes a bit of a game. Oh, I shouldn't stick my piece of card there because someone else is talking. Ooh, yeah. and oh, no, they're talking. Oh, gosh, you move it around. Um yeah, it's really, really exciting. Lots and lots of uh, young, new voices in video games and lots and lots of important topics being discussed as well. No barriers uh, and no plan. And that's Game Camp. So do come along next year if uh, if you can. All right. I think it's time for reviews, isn't it? I think so. Oh, I can't use that CD player. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And reviews. Boom. Seamless. Very good. What have you been playing? Oh, okay. Well, I've been playing Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. Which um, I bought for myself as a reward for finishing my talk. And, yeah. uh... (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's it for reviews. That's it for reviews. It feels like the oh, uh, the, the the reviews theme knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we might have to do this without the theme because oh, I think no. the CD players. Do you want me to sing it? That's very good. So uh, yeah, I got Mario Kart, um, and I was not expecting much. Similarly to Zelda, I suppose. Uh, I've tried to avoid the hype, and I have my own problems with that game. I think it's brilliant at what it is, uh, which is a super fun, annoying, shout at the person you're playing with, get annoyed, win, say that you've won through skill, lose, blame the things that have been thrown at you game. It's one of the greatest multiplayer games, possibly the greatest, and if you have people to play it with, I can't recommend it highly enough. There are so many options. You can switch off some of the annoying things. Uh, You can play it in a team mode. You can play it online. It's great as a multiplayer game. It is not a racing game. It's not a racing game. You know, the the racing skill in there at least in the in the cup mode in the single player cup mode which is the mode that it encourages you to play and drives you through um is is ruined uh, by the by the power-ups and the rubber banding and that's why it doesn't give you times for your courses on there because it cheats all the way through to provide a good multiplayer experience but when you're playing it in single player uh, that hurts i think and uh you know it, it suffers from the blue shell, the spiny shell, which is a boring subject, but I think it still does. In time trial mode, it's great. I would like to see more options in time trial mode. I would have liked to see a single hot lap type thing because some of the courses are too long. All of the courses are beautifully, beautifully designed. They are a pleasure to race around to a point, although not a pleasure when you are winning and then get hit by a shell and there's not a lot you can do about it. Um... It is Mario Kart, and none of what I've said is going to surprise anyone, I think. There's a wealth of options in there. It's got a lot of joy in there, too. And one of the most surprising things is it's persuaded my girlfriend who does not play video games to play video games. She has really, really enjoyed playing with me. And I think that's because of all of the things that I dislike about the game. Um, All of the helping things, all of the ways that it's balanced by... Uh, by these cruel, unfair weapons. Uh, And so you can't really criticise that. It is not the game I want. It's not F-Zero. And the F-Zero courses in it make me so sad because Nintendo would be brilliant at making that video game. Uh, But they haven't. They've made Mario Kart. And it is Mario Kart. 7 out of 10. Anne. Great. (laughs) What have you been playing? Uh, So I have been playing... What Remains of Edith Finch. Ooh, that game. Yes, that, that game. game. So that game is something that I thought I would like because it's basically walking around and you can finish it in one sitting, which is my favourite of all of the genre of true? games. Yeah. Because I haven't... I, I've, I've added it to my Steam library, but I have not played it because I thought, oh, God, it's going to be six hours long again, isn't it? No, it's not super long. That's great. Yeah, it's really good. Um... So it is an exploring game and there is a house and there is a story and you go and find all of these artefacts. So you're, um, you are a woman who has come back to her childhood home and you uh, haven't been there for a long time and you've, you're walking around and discovering a lot of family secrets about the things that uh, led to the deaths of just loads of people. <laughs> loads Lo- of people. Loads of them. 
and you're uncovering your family tree as you go around and uh, different bits of the house have been um, um, have been boarded up and you're finding new uh, different ways in there uh, so, so you're sort of like getting around the house puzzling this out um, and then for the different sections so you're discovering different things about um, these different family members so these different characters in different rooms and you've got into them in um, crawling through things or you know in, in various ways um, and then so with each of the characters when you discover an artifact there's sometimes a little mini game that comes out of it and they're really they're really interesting because some of them are in completely different art style and so have a completely different tone to them there's one which is sort of like in a sort of old comic book style and this comic book comes to life and you can you can um walk through bits of it and you have to do things um and it's just so interesting this different sort of like artistic language throughout uh, throughout it and these like little games and these little vignettes that are helping you to uncover all of these stories just really like really really interesting little troves of uh of narrative in there um but i there was something for me that just didn't quite click it felt almost too big there were too many additional characters i'm trying to get my head around the story as a whole and then also each of these individual stories and who who am I and why am I there and she starts making these references and that's interesting and you want to know that but it, it something about it and I don't know I don't know if it was the pacing at the beginning just sort of like didn't quite get me in there enough did you complete it yeah okay. I did and it's very like it's a super uh Yes, pretty. I've heard nothing but good things, and this is interesting that that you have problems with it. Yeah, it's a pretty it's, cool. um, it's a pretty emotional game towards the end, but I don't think for me it it didn't hit as hard uh, as it it maybe did for other people. Right. Um, okay. Cool. But yeah, I think it's to do with I think it's a little to do with the pacing. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's really nice. I really really enjoy the different um, art styles in it. Uh, yeah, seven out of ten. So I've played one other game. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's called... And I saw it, and it had me at hello, basically. Uh, on my Steam account, I uh, got it straight away. It's called England Exchange, <laughs> right? I want you to read the description out on there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, an international affair. Play as a male or female American college student spending a semester abroad in London... Build a new future by living, studying, working, and dating in England. Both straight and same-sex romances are available, but not all loves may have a happy ending. Steve, <laughs> no. So it's a it's a visual novel, um, and uh, <gasps> and you can see the pictures what? down the bottom, can't you? Oh my gosh! I know, I know. Yeah, so I, I I thought this was absolutely brilliantly conceived. <gasps> Uh, because it plays to the sort of the American dream of a romancing romancing an English uh, woman or man could happen. So I, so I'm uh, I'm I've just started playing that and I will review it properly next week. Trailer, mm. and that's where we take down the music. Yeah, but we don't have don't the have music it. running <laughs> unless Ben has added it yeah. in post. Thanks, Ben. If you have, if you haven't, don't. I mean, don't worry about thanks, it. It's ben. nice. Yeah, but if you have, but thanks, know, thanks for that. Thanks. And if you have, then you'll have to pretend this thanks is for something else. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. 
Good. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening today uh, to our uh, radio show about video games. Yeah, that is what it has been. I think we did quite well, actually. <laughs> Considering. I have been playing one other game, which is I got a Fitbit the yeah, other day. that's big, isn't it? I know, it is big. It's a Fitbit surge. Uh, I've got 13,380 steps. It said, uh, it offered me the opportunity to add my friends, you know, who've also got Fitbits, and it yeah. said Simon, add Simon. And I thought Simon definitely doesn't have a Fitbit now, so I guess it's at the bottom of a canal oh, somewhere. Oh, probably, yeah. As is his way. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. We will be back um, next week. And so will Simon. And so will Simon, fingers crossed. But until then... We'll see you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.